Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton. And now we are coming to you from inside the county jail at the <laughs> Albert County Museum. And I'm actually quite excited and I, I think I'm the only one in the room. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are here with Janet Clouston. Janet, you are the managing director here. I am the managing director. I work with the Albert County Historical Society. I manage the museum and the R.B. Bennett Center. And we have pulled you into the jail yeah, cell thank today. You. <laughs> Thank you for this. Um, of any place they could have recorded in this building, they chose the dungeon, cell number two, um, which is, you know, I spend very little time in here. But today, with you, I'll be happy to spend uh, some time talking about this amazing building. It is an incredible building. So why don't we start with just a little bit of that history before we really dive into what we want to talk about. Sure. And why we don't yeah. want to be in this room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, Albert County formed as a county in 1845, and there were some or original buildings they built as part of uh, establishing the county, the records office, the tax office, carriage shed, the courthouse, which is replaced with a new courthouse. And of course, you have to have a jail, mm -hmm. right, if you're going to have a county. I mean, so at the time when you owed on your taxes, if you could not pay your taxes, you went to jail. It was a very British debtor system. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the largest cell here is the debtor cell. And almost over, everybody who was here in this jail, it's because they owed on their taxes. Mo very petty very petty crimes, stealing milk or something. So, but, um, so when they built the, the jail uh, proper in 1845, it was really as a debtor's cell. Um, of course, people being what they are, crimes were committed, and so these cell number two that we're in right now and cell number three were were uh, prisoner cells. Uh, this is nicknamed the dungeon. I wonder so, why. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for dragging me in. Here. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, I mean, those are what maybe seven foot ceilings at most, and that's at the highest point. Yeah, <laughs> it is not a large room, um, and there was one very well known person who stayed in yes. this room. Yes, Tom Collins. Uh, lived in here for a year. So he was um, accused and convicted of axe murder. Um, he actually was tried three times for the same crime and they never let him out between trials because they thought he was a uh, risk to flee and probably he would have, mm -hmm. you know, had he been let out. There were also a lot of um, people in the community that took sympathy on Collins and they would bring him food and so I would, I would think that if he had been let out he would have, been, would have been helped on the outside. So he was never freed from here. His initials are actually carved in the window ledge up here. That's why we have the steps for people to be able to get up and see his TC initials uh, carved in here. Um, so he um, was actually hung here on site. Uh, they built gallows and he was hung right here. Like, so the torture of him be hearing the gallows being built Oh my gosh, I never um, thought yeah, of that. So, and he was buried here for 50 years, uh, over 50 years, because it remained in Albert County Courthouse in, in jail. When it was decommissioned in the early 1960s, his body was moved um, to Hopewell Hill. So he's at the uh, Baptist Church in the graveyard there now. And his gravestone actually said, here lies the body of Tom Collins who murdered Mary Ann McCauley. And so mm. it's, it's, you know, whoever did that grave marker wants mm. people to know there's a murderer here so um, there are many people think that think he didn't do it and um, that he was framed or that it was there was just circumstantial circumstantial evidence he also never confessed he never publicly confessed to the crime even to to his dying days so um, yeah and then 
even though this is cell number two where he lived, the story of Collins is told in cell number three. Uh, it's a bit more hospitable over there. <laughs> also, they didn't want to cover up this graffiti. You can see around us, I don't know what the viewers can see the detail, but this there's old graffiti from the late 1800s, early 1900s. There was a wood stove in here, so actually there were five wood stoves in this building. A lot of this graffiti is etched with uh, charcoal oh. that would have come out of the wood stove and uh, the prisoners had to keep the because they didn't freeze to death. This went, ran year-round. Uh, in fact, on the Albert County Museum property, uh, the Shire Town had 11 wood stoves or fireplaces going, you know, All in the, the wintertime. Time. Mm -hmm. um, and so the prisoners were actually delivering wood around and uh, keeping those stoves going. Um, but uh, anyway, they would take the charcoal and start carving. And of course, they, there's a numbers on the wall. And there was, there's, mm -hmm. I'm looking at a at, uh, carving of a horse. And, um, you know, there are lots of boats, lots of ships. There's a very fun... Um, uh, drawing mm. of the jailkeeper and uh, whoever yes, drew it gave him horns. <laughs> so the de devil slash jailkeeper. Um, but yeah, this this was uncovered uh, when they did a refurbishment ten years ago. There was corrugated metal here, and they took the corrugated metal off, thinking they would replace it with new, fresh. And they found all of this graffiti, and so it's covered in plexiglass uh, in the first two, the debtor cell and this cell. Uh, so many people come in here to, to see this mm. old oh, graffiti. It's, it's, un it's unbelievable. Quite, quite a story here. So um, let's talk about why we don't want to be in this cell because you talk of Tom yeah. and how he, his body was relocated there's some words around town that Tom's still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I believe it. I mean, um, we have ghost hunters that come in here, both amateur and professional ghost hunters, and w they always find stuff in the jail. There's always energy here. Um, there was a ghost hunter that came and, and got quite affected in the debtor, in the debtor cell, hmm. that there was some type of a energy there that was... Um, not nice to her. So uh, I, we had ghost hunters here last year and one of them was so enthusiastic and she came out of this building crying. Like, you know, it's just so, um, I'll do the ghost hunting with them when they're here, but I won't, I won't do it in this building. No. It's just, there's so much energy here, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and for some people it's fun. Other people it's not, you know, it depends on your energy too. So I, when I first started working here, I could clearly tell that this building's haunted. And I just kept saying, I'm a good person and I'm here to tell your story. So once I kept, I said it, I guess I said it enough times that mm -hmm. I'm a good person, I'm here to tell you the story. I have some staff who won't come in here. <laughs> so, you know, I give them a break and say, okay, well just, you don't, you lock up everywhere, but you don't have to do the jail, right? So, um, but um, yeah, there's, you know, there was a lot of pain in this building. There was people that were put in jail. You know, you can imagine a situation where you can't afford to pay the taxes on your farm and you're the breadwinner and you're the, the head of the farmer and you're the only one who can bring the weed in and you have to go to, into cells because you can't pay your taxes. Mm -hmm. That's a very painful thing for people to go through. Um, you know, um, not an easy time you finish reading the rectory murder mm -hmm. and the whole start of the book is about how difficult it was here, how tough it was to make a living, how, you know, immigrants came over with nothing but a bag and some dreams. And Tom Collins was one of those immigrants, by the way. You know, he came over from England and quickly got himself into trouble. Um, not just here, but on Grindstone Island. Um, so, um, they, there's, there is pain here. There's also some pain in the courthouse. Some people have felt that energy. Um, there's the ghost in there of a businessman who lost his case. And some think that's Abraham Gessner. 
Yeah, I mean, we've, we did ghost hunting. We found energy all over, out in the grounds as well. There was a little girl who died here, was a jail keeper's child, and she's buried here still. And so almost everyone comes and says, okay, there's a little girl here, right? So, um, in fact, the ghost hunters that were here last year, um, they purposely did not research the museum and they did not, had never been here before. And uh, one of the ghost hunters walked up to the jail and the little girl met her outside. Mm -hmm. And she said to the little girl, show me your favorite room here. And so the little girl led her in the building, upstairs where all the kids' toys are. Okay, that, the, go, that ghost hunter had, there's a lot of toys. So she, right into the area with the kids' desks and the toys, and that lady had never been here before. She knew nothing about the fact that that room even existed, right? So it's a, it's a pretty amazing building and a, an amazing history here. I had never heard, I've heard a lot of stories, uh, especially from people that have worked here. Um, yeah. about hair being pulled, doors yes. being shut. Yeah, that's right. Um, there was one I heard, and I don't know if it's in this building where there's um, a record player yes. that it right? plays by itself. Yes, it just turns on. It just yeah. turns on yeah. by itself and whatever it feels like. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah I had, um, um, so part of what we do here and looking after the buildings and greeting guests is, is managing our collection. Like Everything at the Albert County Museum has been donated to us by family members. Um, I just had a gal who donated some of her grandmother's beautiful hats and a, a ledger book from the Women's Institute in Hillsborough. She was very involved in the Women's Institute, which is Neat. a very interesting story. Um, but one of our, our directors is very keen on managing the collection. And he was here doing some work, inventorying in the wintertime. And he was upstairs doing his work. Distinctly, the door opened to the jail. It's like, you can hear it. And then the door closed, bang. And he said, hello, hello, <laughs> asking about work colleagues. He goes, hello, Janet. Well, there was nobody here. It was him. And the door distinctly opened and closed. Wow. Right. And it was, there was snow, it was snowing outside and he went and the only tracks were his. So he went from being a total non-believer, mm -hmm. like that's, that's bullpucky or whatever, yeah. to now saying, okay, that place is haunted, right? So... Almost everyone who's here has some type of an experience. I mean, I know I have. I opened the other day and I, something went bang. Like I interrupted them and they dropped a book. You know, so it's, I'm, I expect it now. Like, yeah. You know, I know now to expect it. My first season here, like I ran through this building. Right? Like, it's just like, <laughs> okay, all the lights are off, security arm, and I'm out. But yeah. um, I think that the hauntedness of the place is very intriguing for people. Yes. And, um, you know, I think people like to be scared. I don't know, we go on roller coasters for a reason. <laughs> so there are people who come in here and, you know, young kids especially, like they can't wait to get into the jail because it's so creepy. I think it's fascinating to think of it in terms of just that ability to, it's another way to help tell the stories mm. of the people who lived here and what they were going through. Yes. and and make them real again for mm. all of us. Mm -hmm. The hardship and also the sacrifice that people made to establish this this county and this region, um, the, the whole of New Brunswick, I mean, it was a lot of toil and labor, and, and this, this county is, in fact, that case. Uh, upstairs, we have beautiful um, dishware and clothing and things because people made excursions to Boston. When they wanted to go to the city, they actually got onto a tall ship that was heading to Boston mm -hmm. and went and stayed there, and then they would come home with these you know, beautiful dishware and stuff. Um, people were seeking cultural connections as well at the time, and many people, when they came from England, were quite sophisticated themselves, so they wanted. So you can see in St. John and also in Boston, going to the or going to the orchestra or going to a play, 
uh, going to have poetry readings. You know, people really did want to have that um, that cultural experience. So, but yeah, it did take a lot, and it, it still continues to. You know, working and living in this region, we we work hard, and there's still a lot of farms here that are that are up and running, and. Uh, all the whole area of the um, where the Acadians built Abato dikes, that's all still, you know, great farmland. And so there is a rich history here. And I'm uh, the honor of being able to invite people uh, to learn the history. And if they come for the jail because it's edgy and creepy, but then they also learn other things while they're here, we've done our job. Absolutely. Right. So, um, you know, learning that our connection to World War One or learning about the industry that was here and, and, you know, the fascinating connection to the sea. The nickname of this place is the People of the Tide Center, and and we, we are really connected to the sea, and that's a lot of what we do. So, you know, and if coming to cell number two <laughs> is interesting to you and seeing Tom Collins' initials up there, then then that's a really good thing. Can you, um, speaking of Tom, the last time you had ghost hunters here, yes, hit, uh, Tom's victim, apparent victim, yes, she was discovered in the courthouse. That's right. Yeah, still um, they, here. They kept uh, actually they they. They did a, a ceremony and, and they opened up the portal for her to leave at the very end of the night. Uh, they wouldn't let any public in there. So they kept asking me who's the lady in the dress. And who, like, who's the lady in the dress? Because uh, it was different teams of us going around we had, because we were social distancing. And all of the ghost hunters kept talking about the lady in the dress. And then they started saying, Marianne, is that you? And the sensors were going. So we had these electronic sensors. And at the end of the evening, they came up to me and said, look, Marianne McCauley's here. She's stuck. She she was curious about the court case, and she came to watch the court case. And she's confused, and she can't leave. She doesn't know how to how to leave, and she wants to. So they escorted her out that evening, and they did a big smudge in the courthouse, and they did a big smudge for us as well, so we don't carry that energy home with us. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So there was there was a lot of interesting stuff. We also found some stuff in the community hall that night too, which was good energy. Um, so. Uh, because that building was built with love and so we put some old-time fiddle music on and the sensors were just firing all over the place right so it's you can it was it was a very interesting one the community hall so yeah wow that's really interesting so where where do these ghost hunters come from because you said everyone that comes finds you know the same thing the group so. that we work with is called Canadian Paranormal Expeditions uh, they're based out of St. Andrews by the sea ah. It's okay. a pretty, pretty place to live, <laughs> yeah. right? You're going to be yeah. based out of somewhere. Well, and I would think uh, it has its share of stories mm. as It well. does, yeah. <laughs> St. Andrews has got lots. Um, so they're, they're a group, but they're not just from there. There was a few from Oromocto, a few from Moncton that came out. So there's a leadership group, and they work, um, well, they do ghost hunting. That's what they do. That's mm -hmm. their hobby, their passion. And um, they have all the equipment and the gear, and very much like your cameraman here. <laughs> um, they have sensors, and there's heat. Um there's a lot of heat fluctuations when spirits are around. It gets hot, it gets cold, very like for no reason whatsoever. Um, and so they had all those sensors. And then the public uh, paid to come and join us for an afternoon paranormal fair. And then in the evening, we came back and did ghost hunting until 1 o'clock in the morning. So um, we're going to be doing that again this year, September 25th. Is uh, it's actually World Ghost Hunting Day, ah. <laughs> so we're now part of World Ghost Hunting Day, which I'm really excited about being involved in. And so people can get tickets; individual tickets are 25, or as a couple, it's 45. 
and um, we do allow teenagers to come as well. Um, so young children, not so much, but during the afternoon, yes, but in the evening time, it would be sort of teenagers and over. So we had about 20 of us last year doing it, and you know, if we can have the same number of people, so people spend time in each of the buildings, and it's amazing here at night. Like if, if the, if the um, stars are out, it's just a beautiful show here. And so it's, it's an amazing experience anyway, and you get to see some ghosts, so. Guaranteed to see ghosts, but um, yeah, they, well, one thing they said when they were leaving, um, the guy, you know, good night, good night. He said, oh, by the way, um, Tom wants some books on farming. I was, I was, excuse me? He said, Tom Collins, he want, put it, if you want to do a favor for Tom, he likes reading because that's, he'd always ask yeah. for books, right? Tom wants to read books about farming. So if you have any books in your collection, so I actually did find a book on fox farming and I did bring it in here. <laughs> so not that I believe, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure not that I'm a believer, but <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I figure if Tom wants to learn some stuff about farming, mm. then he should. Yeah. So yeah. I brought, I found a book on fox farming, which was actually a very successful operation it at it. At, huge, it was huge, huge this, through this whole region. Almost everybody had foxes. Um, and folklore is that the people kept foxes to help to pay for their children's university. But yeah, no, it's an interesting experience. And as I said, I mean, there's um, many people as they're leaving will comment to me about seeing a ghost or feeling a spirit or, you know, pointing at an area. Um, we had had um, a person who found some graves here on site. Uh, he came in and around the time, the so end of September last year, and he had a like a a dowser rod, you know, for mm -hmm. finding water, but he doesn't find water, he finds graves. That's his thing. And he found a set of graves. He said, there's five people buried over here. And I said, oh, you know, that's interesting. And then I left and the next day, a paranormal, Canadian paranormal was setting up their gear on exactly on top of where the guy <laughs> said the graves were. Like if, if I had to put a pin where <laughs> the man said these people are buried, that's exactly, like right exactly on top of where the go these bodies are buried. All night we were having problems with our uh, batteries. Full, fully charged cell phones, dead. Hmm. My flashlight, brand new battery, dies. I go home, it works perfectly. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, I, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting experience being around these folks because they, they also know what they're doing. Like they're these professional ghost hunters. So right. if you ever, ever see a show on TV where they're doing ghost hunting, uh, that's that's what you experience with these folks. Really fascinating. I feel like it's the the energy of the place, but also you collect people's stuff that they worked hard that's to get. Right. A lot of people will stay with their belongings, right? So yes. I, I can see there being a lot of different people on site. Well, I, you know, because of the thousands of thousands of artifacts that we have here, but you know, the emotional connection also. Many people feel uh, uh, energy in the World War One exhibit, mm -hmm. right? Because that's that's. A, the most serious thing you could possibly do is fight in a war and for your family members to to go and, and possibly not come back and then when you donate one of those precious items to a museum like ours for safekeeping and to, to, to tell the story there is energy connected to all of that um, you know people's clothing I mean these some of these they it was their most treasured item they ever owned it was precious to them you know and so that's on display here so um, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, most of it's very good energy, um, you know, because it's been gifted by family members, but it's also entrusted to us to look after it, right? So, but yeah, I mean, certainly this, this building has its, uh, we won't even talk about the basement, will we? 
Well, I don't know. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I okay. you that. No, for, forget I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. There's another dungeon down there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there is, yeah. <laughs> Jenna wants you to talk more about it. You can tell. <laughs> She's like, oh, more I'll creepy stuff. <laughs> no, I think it's, it, it, it is so fascinating, though, to think of those connections, right? And how strong people's connections are to places, to each other, to the mm. things that, you know, hundreds of years later, people can still feel that. Yes. Right. That's that. That's what fascinates me about it. Not the it's haunted. It's it's that sense that we get of connection. Well, I think we're we're really interested in history now more so than in the in the past. But uh, because of Ancestor.ca and programs like that, and maybe because we're aging, or you know, all of a sudden we have an interest in history. So when a person comes and they see their great 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 grandparents' name on a map or on a census document from the 1800s, or in the Acadian exhibit where somebody comes, you know, in pre-expulsion 17, we have a uh, census from 1752. And I have a friend who was here, we we're walking around, and he found his great-great-great-grandfather's name on that 70, 1752 census. It becomes real for them. You know, you realize you've got a profound connection to this place. Um, and well, I think we were talking about it earlier, when it becomes personal to you, that history now matters. I, I found out my grandfather was part of the 26th Battalion. Just from doing reading and, and um, some documents I picked up about my grandfather, well, well there's an amazing photo of the departure of the 26th Battalion as it's leaving St. John. My grandfather's likely in that photo. So I'm gonna get a magnifying glass. Yeah, and no, yeah. But, yeah. You know, when, when, it, when this history becomes personal and you realize it's your part of your story. It's part of your history. Um, people do often tell me as well about family members that spent time in this jail or family members who were jail keepers' families. So we're starting to gather those stories because I think that would make an, a really interesting exhibit of itself of people that, you know, somebody said, um, you, you know, we won't pay you, but you'll be the jail keeper and you get really nice living quarters. And that was one of his, their, their family stories is that was their great grandfather and that's how they got their start as a new married couple. Makes sense. So, yeah, I um, know yeah, it's, uh, it's an, uh, the fact that we get to share this place, we preserve it, but we also get to share it with people who come through and, and want to uh, really get a sense of what life was like here then. Well, if you want to get a sense, they can get in here. There is a, like a banging going on behind us, and I want to get out of here so fast. <laughs> so come check it out for yourself. Because I keep thinking you're hitting something, but no, you're not. No, so she's not touching it. And we're the only side. ones on site. Yeah. yeah, so it is Bye. haunted. <laughs> Thank you so much for this, Janet. Well, Thank you my, for coming no, into this room for I'd yes. say my pleasure, um, <laughs> but it's my honor. Yeah, okay. To <laughs> share this and, uh, you know, next time we do it in the uh, debtor's cell, yeah. perhaps, and sure. film there. Sounds good. <laughs>